0: Whenever I come to this night, the words of Jesus ring in my ears. When he celebrated this night for the first time with his disciples, he said, how I have longed to celebrate this Passover with you. Our being here tonight, because this is true for every single Mass, Our being here tonight is responding to a very deep longing in the heart of Jesus. How I long to be with you in this Passover meal. Let's talk about the gospel. when Jesus knew that the hour had come for Him to pass over from this world to the Father, when a person is nearing the end of their life, at that moment when they know they only have a short time, they will want to focus on that which is most important. Jesus knows that his time is short with these dear ones, his disciples. And therefore, he wants to complete the foundation with them for the kingdom that he is establishing, that life-giving truth that will be the life of the church that he is instituting. And therefore, he's very careful to stress what is dearest to his heart and the heart of the Father. And therefore, we see the most essential truth that reveals God and reveals something about us. As disciples and the body of Christ. What is a good life? How would you and I define a good life? And of the things that we might list, of those things, what would you and I say is the most important? How would we want our life To be summed up, John says about Jesus, the way that the life of Jesus is summed up when it says, He loved His own in the world and He loved them to the end. He loved His own in the world and he loved them to the end. This is how the life of Jesus is summed up. And as we listen to this, isn't this what we want? Is your heart and my heart not stirring with desire? Yes. I want my life To be summed up in the same way. He or she loved their own in the world and they loved them to the end. I have been blessed as a priest to be at the bedside of many people who are dying. And I've often seen a pattern that at this moment of that person's life, even though they lived a very full life and they could list several organizations that they may have belonged to, they could give probably several pages of achievements, accomplishments, and all their successes and endeavors, their travels their hobbies. But at this moment, and I've seen this happen so many times, it becomes very simple. And the wisdom of God enters in, and there's only two things that matter to this dying person—their relationship with God and their relationship with those closest to them. For them, that's all that matters. It's almost like the rest just goes to the wayside. And they want their relationship with God and their relationship with their family and dear ones to be the best that it can be. And this is why, at this moment, the Holy Spirit can stir up in that person's heart the most beautiful repentance. Because with this comes the awareness yes, I have not always loved God above all things, God has not always been the center. And when I look at my relationships with my family and friends and those close to me, what do I see? I see opportunities to love that were missed. I see the capacity to love sometimes wasted. I can become aware that moments of my life where sin got the upper hand. Pride, anger, impatient, jealousy, selfishness. But we do not need to wait for that hour. We can, with Jesus, allow God to reprioritize our lives. And if it doesn't reflect God's priority, he loved his own in the world and he loved them to the end. If that's not first, together with God in our life, tonight, by the mercy and the grace of God, it can become so. And it says that he had come from God and was going to God. Another way to sum up the life of Jesus, knowing that he had come from God and was now returning to God. How do you and I see our life? I'm from Wisconsin. As you know, And I know you're jealous, I know. (laughs) Not everyone can be so blessed. But that doesn't define ultimately where I'm from. Nor does Minnesota or any other place where we are from, does that ultimately define who we are. The Gospel is inviting us to have a higher gaze You and I, with Jesus, are from God. And we are returning to God. And another way to say it Jesus came from love, the eternal love of the Spirit that he shared with his Father. And now he's returning to that love. And therefore the only way to live the time in between is to what? To love. John sums sums up the inner life of God when he says, God is love. And no wonder the life of Jesus is summed up by saying He loved And therefore, the great call on your life and mine is to love. And this is why the gospel talks about power. Knowing that the Father had given everything into His power. And yet, when you and I look at this moment in the gospel, what a strange kind of power... Could we see weakness? It looks like weakness to us. Why does Jesus not use his power to prevent Judas from betraying him? Why does Jesus not use his power to dissuade the religious leaders from condemning him? Why does Jesus not use that power? to restrain the Roman officials from crucifying him. Where's the power? And yet he has great power. Remember what he said in the garden? Do you not know that I can appeal to my Father and he can send at once 12 legions of angels to protect me? But he said, it is for this hour that I have come. What does Jesus do with his power, which in the scriptures is another name for the Holy Spirit? He washes feet. (laughs) Unbelievable. God humbling himself, and taking the form of a servant and a slave in Jesus and getting on his knees to you and I and washing our feet which can often be especially at that time the dirtiest part of the body and the therefore the lowest task of a slave And he says, I, your Lord and Master, have done this to you so that you will do this for each other. We have the same power, the Holy Spirit, and we are given this power not to dominate others. Not to trample over others, not to judge and condemn and criticize others. We are given the same power to love in the way that Jesus loves sacrificial servant love. The only reason for The gift of the priesthood and soon which followed the gift of the diaconate was to make the sacrificial servant love of Christ more present in the world. And the more authority that is given to a leader in the church, the lower they are called to serve the body of Christ. And the way we see Jesus washing feet at the Last Supper is he, while he is suffering, he is taking all the suffering around him into his heart. The betrayal of Judas, this man that is so lost, his heart is so hard. Jesus extends several opportunities for him to change his mind. Peter, who doesn't know how weak he is, Jesus foretells his denial. And Jesus takes into his heart the pain of that moment in Peter's life. And he says, Peter, I have prayed for you. And then when you have recovered, that you would now turn and strengthen your brothers. He's carrying the sadness of the apostles because they know that Jesus is leaving. And he takes that sadness into his heart and he bears that with them. And the confusion and the desire to understand what's happening... He loves them by continuing to speak the truth, to enlighten their doubts, and to heal their ignorance. I think I speak for my brother, Deacon Tim and Monsignor Steenson. As I share that my life is given to me to serve you, as I say that, we feel our hearts pierced. Because as much as we desire to do this, we know that there have been moments where we have failed. And there have been times when I have hurt you and I'm not even aware That I have. As I think of this, I just want to take a moment of deep sincerity, and I want to say to every one of you here and those that are not here that if ever I have hurt you, if I have failed to serve you, I am so sorry. And as God has forgiven me, I hope you also will forgive me. I want so badly to be like Jesus. But Ufta. Ufta. <laughs> I thank my mother for that word. I know I fail. I know that I'm weak. I know that I'm a sinner and I want to thank you for all the times you have washed my feet with your prayers with your patience with your understanding and forgiveness for all your gestures of kindness and thoughtfulness generosity I don't deserve any of it but you continue to be so beautiful in just how you serve me. And I'm grateful to God for each one of you. And I know again I speak for my brothers. Let's pray for the grace tonight to be like Jesus in this sacrificial servant love. When we see pain around us, And maybe even tonight you saw someone coming in whose face had the look of pain. Let's take that into our heart, like Jesus. Let's take it into our love. And even if the person doesn't know it, let's pray for them. Like St. Therese did for the criminal Pranzini, when she saw that this man who was a thief had killed in the act of stealing several family members and was now going to be condemned for this crime she didn't use that to gossip she didn't get angry and said what a bad man how terrible she took the brokenness of that man this hard heart This life, who knows what caused him to be the way he was, but she took this man into her heart like the heart of Jesus, and she prayed for his salvation, and she obtained it because she took his pain into her heart. So that it was like her own pain, that his salvation was her main concern. Let us take the burdens of each other, the pain that we carry, the imperfections and weaknesses that we notice, and let's do what Jesus did. And it's a beautiful way to wash feet is to take it into our prayer. Take it upon the altar of our heart and with Jesus offer it to the Father. This is what it means to live the mystery of agape love that we are witnessing tonight. And the Eucharist gives us the grace to do it. And so now we are going to invite 12 members Of our community. To represent all of you gathered here today, we wish we could wash all your feet, even though you may not like that. (laughs) You might be a little shy about it. We would love to wash every foot here tonight, but we're asking 12 members to represent every single one of you. This expresses the deepest desire in the heart of Monsignor, Deacon Tim, and myself to serve you with everything that God has given us. And so let us just be in this moment now. Let it have its own grace. Let our hearts be touched. Let us live what we see. Amen.